folks, the witch is dead. Welcome back to the Behind the Birds podcast. I'm today your host, Jay Eagles underscore Empire, brought to you by just my boy Eagles.world, aka Nader. Today we're talking about Carson Wentz. He's gone, folks. He's finally gone. We talked about this God knows how long ago. Honestly, I thought it was two years ago at this rate that we last recorded talking about it. And uh, we hope it was done sooner, but Carson Wentz has been traded. As we all have figured, he's in Indianapolis Colts. It just made the most sense. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. And um, I have to start this podcast with a huge pat on the back for uh, Behind the Birds. I think since December, when Carson Wentz got benched, We've been this all podcast, over this, folks. all over this, all over this. And I'm telling you, from the contract perspective, from the compensation perspective, from what they would get, yeah, everything. We've been dunking on Rob Motti. Andrew Brandt has been dunked on. I don't know how many times we've dunked a- Andrew on him. Brandt is, is – we could take his job in a heartbeat. That guy doesn't know what he's talking about. Behind the birds, all over this Carson Wentz story, this is where you get your Eagles content. Now, we, Jay. We, we read through every tea leaf. Every time Mike Garofolo spoke on NFL Network, everything sounded like, yeah, he probably won't be back. Every- he was never going to be back. And look – we're going to get through all of this. Let's start with the compensation. 85th overall this year, which is a third-round pick. It's a pretty good pick. I will take it. Could have been better. You would have wished it was a second, obviously. Obviously. That would have been reasonable. But um, I think, honestly, this is the – people are a little surprised. Oh, they didn't get good compensation. Okay, well, there's two sides here. One, you think Carson Wentz can be a really good quarterback, in which case the Eagles should be getting high compensation for him. Well – there was only one team seriously interested, right? Carson didn't want to play in Chicago. That should, so you, that should tell you enough about what right? happened. There was one team interested, and it was the two only teams, one. Two serious teams, but it seemed like Chicago, right. Chicago's, and Chicago, interest, Chicago's interest seemed to be overblown yep. by Brandon and, and, Robinson, RIP, his and, career over. And, and and I think the Eagles' goal here, because everything we've seen so far is that the, the Colts' offer didn't change substantially from the beginning of the process to the end. They did a little bit. They got him to move up a little bit. I don't think they were ever including the first-round pick to start. But, Could have just been a three and a two, and then they right. threw on the conditions. Right. So Indianapolis comes out with an offer. How he realizes this is the probably where he's going to end up. Starts leaking stuff about Chicago, trying to make Indy nervous. Credit to Chris Ballard. He stays put, doesn't budge all that much. The Eagles realize the market is not that big. They haggle for about two weeks on the conditions on how to get that pick to a first-round pick. The Eagles steadfast. They want a first-round pick. The Colts, I think, actually, by the way, a mistake even conceding the first round pick. There was no reason. Literally, they were betting, betting against themselves a little bit here, bidding against themselves. Nobody was else in the yeah, It seems like I think they they might have believed the smoke around Howie, below, what Howie was blowing about a, a mysterious third team. Right. And, Chicago and look, was so at the end close. of the day, it, 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 it made sense for Indianapolis to do it. We can get into why they did it and, and whether it's going to work out for them. But look, at the end of the day, they pulled the trigger. The Eagles got 85 this year, which is a good pick, a premium pick. You can turn that into the last time the Eagles hit on a really good they third rounder. They have four rounder. picks. They have four picks in the top 100. That's right. And 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 that harkens back to when they took Wentz. They had one non-Wentz pick in the top 100, which was Isaac Sayamalu, that they hit. Right. If you're getting an Isaac Sayamalu level starter at 85, that's a success. Um, and so we'll talk about Isaac that. Say, if you get a Jordan Hicks and Isaac Sayamalu, that's right. With those two picks, you perfect. Own, you were doing excellent. So that's the first pick. The second pick is 2022. So next year's draft. It is starting at a second-round pick. So no matter what happens, the Eagles are getting back a second-round pick for Carson Wentz. Top, they're getting a top. They're getting a the 85th pick and a top 64 pick. That's right. And if he plays 75% of the snaps, it turns into a first. Offensive snaps, we should say. Um, Birds with Friends had a good note about this. The reason it's 70% of the snaps if the team makes the playoffs is because they could rest him week 17. And that would bring his total down or week 18, which is likely going to be next year. But Ben Solak mentioned it's kind of funny that he could get Nick Foles again and the Eagles still get a first. That's right. That's, if, and by the way, and by the way, if, if they play 16 games, the Eagles only need Wentz to play roughly 12 of them. I mean, it's snaps, not games. So, so 12 of them. If he plays 17 games, he needs to play 13. If he plays 13 games in a 17 game season, right? If he plays the first 13 games of the season, the Colts don't really have an out here. I've heard some people speculate whether they could try to bench Wentz to, to keep the, keep the first round pick or play games with him, folks. That's not going to happen. Let's I don't th- think they're going to be in the position either to like. Yeah. No, no chance. Games. Like, 
let's for sure, let, let's call it how it is. This guy is the guy who just basically wanted out of Philly because he got benched for a player that sucked. was going to be player than him, right? He was not good enough. So now you think Indianapolis inherited him in the first year in their with their new quarterback. They're going to bench him at the end of the season right before a playoff run because they want to keep their first round pick. I don't think that's going to go over well with him. I also so, don't think they're not. They're not. I don't think they're going to win that position. You look at that no, division. They won't be. You look at the division. Tennessee won it a year ago. I think the Colts won what nine or ten games. They made the wild card. I don't really remember. They're probably that same team. I don't know how much better Carson Wentz is than Philip Rivers was last year. You're, you're hoping if you're Indianapolis that he's just substantially better because Rivers kind of, because at that point Rivers had a noodle arm and he, he didn't really he couldn't hit a deep shot to save his life. Jacoby Brissett became the the deep shot machine. So you're wondering, well, how good can he be? And you look at, and people are, oh my Lord, people are saying, well, Indy has this great offensive line. Of course, he had an elite offensive line for four, four or five years. So that's kind of it's bullshit to really put it how it is. And then you look at the weapons. Well, you look at it. Michael Pittman, solid rookie. He's in his second year. T.Y. Hilton is a free agent. Zach Pascal is a restricted free agent. Paris Campbell has played like four games. I think he has less catches than J.J. Ortega-Whiteside. Uh, Jack Doyle, I think, is a free agent to be, but he's kind of injury prone at this stage in his career. He's no, he's not Zach Ertz, and he's not Dallas Goddard. You got Mo Ali Cox, who's a free agent, but he's kind of like a Trey Burton type player. They also have Trey Burton. Forgot about him. And then they have, and I look, it, they have a good running game with Jonathan Taylor. But if you're you have a, you're paying you're, you just spent two picks on a quarterback, and now you're paying him all this money, you're going to throw the football. And one thing to mention, one of the Colts' best weapons is Naheem Hines. You hit Naheem Hines in those short, shallow routes. You, you know how many you know how many shallow routes or shallow crossers Carson threw last year? Uh, negative. He he. Not, not only does he not not only does he not throw them frequently. He, he can't doesn't throw them. He he didn't hit Sanders on any wheel route, any any crossover the middle, no checkdowns. The guy never checks down. So forget he about can't it. But, throw, he he throws them inaccurately, so he doesn't throw them. Right. That that takes away the Eagles. Basically, threw that out of the playbook. Yeah. With, with Carson, well, Wentz threw that, it out of the playbook. Yeah, and because yeah, and, and he had say in what happens in the playbook because right. his voice was bigger than he it should have been. So right. I'm not. Exp- I don't know if Carson's going to come in here and become Peyton Manning. Like no, he's won't. Like people are thinking, oh, he's going to be his top ten quarterback again. And yeah, I don't. Again, for the I don't really care. Play seventy five percent of your snaps. I don't care yeah, what that's you become. Right. And by the way, so here's what I'll say about the condition on the pick. If you think about this in in two scenarios, in the scenario that the that the that the pick does not convey. That he doesn't play 75% of the snaps. What happened? Well, either Carson Wentz was horrendous and he got benched, which is highly unlikely because they wouldn't bench him. Not that he wouldn't play poorly, but they wouldn't bench him. They can't also, who do they have to bench him for? Right. At this point, it's just Jacob Eason. Scenario two is he gets hurt, which already, if he gets hurt again next year to the point where he's missing four games or more, he's not worth a second round pick anymore because that is now 2017, 2018, 2019. 2021 that he's been hurt at some point during the year he has played zero playoff games completed nine zero snaps. playoff games nine right snaps. so if he gets hurt again next year his value would have been in the toilet so it's so if he doesn't hit that condition because he gets injured that's that's something you live with based on the risk of the player that you're trading okay that's number one number two is he gets benched that's highly unlikely so the only way he doesn't hit that number is if he gets if he gets injured or the colts play some sort of mind i don't think they there's not we talked about this it's not really possible for them to get under that threshold what's the scenario in which he plays over 75 percent of the snaps okay he stays healthy all year and the colts make the playoffs fine you get a first round pick out of that it doesn't really matter at that point right or he plays all year and they're not that good And And they go like eight and eight or or what would be like eight and nine next year if they have the extra game. And And the Eagles get like the 15th overall pick for Carson Wentz. You're getting between 15 and 19. And (laughs) that's better than the Colts first round pick this year. I think there's a better, better, I don't know. Good chance. It's a good chance. There's a decent chance that the Eagles get a better pick than 21st overall with that pick. And that's what we were saying, you know, in privately before the show and just like in passing that a 2022 draft pick might ju- just be better because the Carson Wentz led team last year, they won three games. <laughs> they beat Nick Mullins and Trevor Danucci. I don't even remember his name. And like Taysom Hill, and not Taysom Hill. Ben, ben Danucci. Ben Danucci. And what else? What other game did Carson win? I don't it was, remember. No. The Giants. beat Taysom Hill. Yeah, Daniel. Daniel Jones. That was Evan Ingram who dropped the ball. So you got two and a half wins. Yeah, what are you 
really doing? You know? Yeah. So the Colts could just suck. Honestly, they're, they're better. They're a more talented team. They have a better, better coach. We have Frank Reich Jr. Now, but whatever. Right. So Jay, but, let me ask you a question, by the way, go on. And then we'll ask you a question. No, I'm done. I'm just okay. kind of saying Colts aren't that good. Like yeah. they're not that great. I they, wouldn't be too worried about it. I wouldn't be surprised if they made the playoffs in the wild That's card fine. and lost in the first game. Okay. I, I don't care. Yeah. So here's a question for you. I've been hearing a lot of other podcasts, a lot of people talking about whether you would have traded Carson Wentz at all. And for reasons we'll get into, you and I think this is a sort of silly question. You don't really have a choice about whether or not to trade Carson Wentz. But I'll pose the question to you. Why do you trade Carson Wentz in this? Given the the position you are entering this offseason, why did the Eagles trade Carson Wentz? Why would you trade Carson Wentz? The salary cap. Like, you look at the salary cap. Okay. The dead money, they're going to take this huge dead money hit. They had, they owed him that money anyway. doesn't matter. We ate it. They're going to eat it for a year. The issue is if you're keeping Carson Wentz, you are not keeping him for a year. This is not a, hey, we'll give him one more shot. You know, we'll see what he does. No. If Carson Wentz went on, was on this roster past the 19th of March, he got $10 million guaranteed for 2021 on whatever contract he had. Well, then you're guaranteeing him. Oh, no, I'm sorry. No, I'm correct. Then you're guaranteed that that roster bonus kicks in a 2022 fully guaranteed salary. However, that worked in the contract. So no matter what, you're paying you're paying Carson Wentz 25 million dollars next year if you cut him. So you're taking on this massive dead hit. He doesn't want to be here. There has to be people. Like, do people think the players don't like read Twitter? They clearly see that. Hey, this guy is not saying anything. And then you, the players probably know more. Like they, he, maybe he didn't tell, you know, Quez Watkins and like Miles Sanders, but he, I told Zach Ertz, hey, I, I don't think I want to be here anymore. And I think people got that feeling in the locker room, like, is this guy with us or is he not going to be here when, like, when we come back in the spring or the summer? So there's just there's there's just too much, and they got good compensation. They got a first and a third. That's kind of they got a first and a third in Lex Carson's absolute dog unless he's trash you get a first and a third you get that then you're getting 30 plus million dollars in the next three or four years i believe or four yeah four years because you just moved on from his contract you're off the hook completely so you're getting all this money you're getting draft picks you're gonna suck you're the eagles are not gonna be a good team next year who why did we what what made people think that he was gonna get so much better that it was worth it because it's the same personnel it's the same team. You could say, oh, he struggled because of the personnel. What's changing? The offensive line gets a little healthier, but he still took sacks. He still fumbled the ball with the elite offensive line. So it's not like that's just going to make everything better. Like I, there's, there, there's too many arguments that just don't have any foundation other than you wanted Carson to succeed, but it just, there's the reality was it's not, it wasn't going to happen. Yeah. I think you hit on most of the key points there. I think most notably, People will push back on this. I get a lot of snarky comments. Oh, did you talk to Carson to know that he doesn't want to be here? Come on, Rob Motti, this, that, the other, whatever. Uh, Mike Garofalo confirmed that that the Eagles did not expect Wentz to hold out. They didn't expect him to come and sulk. But but he wasn't going to be a know. good soldier. He wasn't right. going to be. It is clear that this guy did not want to be a member of the Philadelphia Eagles anymore. He is going to pin it publicly on Howie Roseman. Jeff McClain report that he quote unquote lost faith in decision making, whatever the hell that means. That's such a um, it's, it's such a BS thing. Like how is such an easy guy to pick? It's such that? a cop. It's such a cop out, especially That's because it. especially because right after they drafted Hertz, the first press conference they had with Wentz after they drafted Hertz, Wentz went up there and said, "If I start doubting Howie now, I doubt myself because he drafted me." So what happened? Well, he played awful all year. He gets benched, which apparently he had problem with getting benched, which I don't that, – that's the most egregious part the of this. On, the word on he, the street is that he awful. went to Howie and Lori. That's and right. Complained, complained about it, about it and, which and is insane. They, and that they didn't do anything about it. It reminds me of when Of course DeMarco, they didn't do anything about it because it he was horrible. When, DeMar- when DeMarco Murray complained to Jeffrey Lori on the plane back from New England, and that kind of mm. sealed his fate. That was the end of him. That's right. I remember that. Yeah. So, so Wentz is a guy, at the very least, doesn't – is not happy – with the state of the organization, okay? And the, and the tipping points seem to be drafting Jalen Hurts. You know, I, I'm not going to dig too much into that. Fine. I guess he could be upset by it. He shouldn't be. I mean, this is he, this is his job. He's a professional. 
he, he's played six or nine, whatever it was, playoff snaps in five years. He gets injured almost every year, right? The team won a Super Bowl with a backup quarterback. They wanted a cost-controlled backup quarterback, and they told him that, and they drafted one a year after they paid him $128 million that hadn't even kicked in yet. So it wasn't, there was no question about the Eagles' commitment to Carson Wentz, right? They had oh, wait, just promoted have, his I friend. Have, I do have one thing to say about this, this Jalen sure. Hurts thing. So, like, what the, what, there'll be so much talk about, well, is Jalen going to start next year? And I think people are like, well, they drafted him to be a backup. I think they drafted Jalen Hurts with this mindset of he'll be a backup for two years. But what happens in that two years? Does Carson get hurt twice? Or does this nightmare scenario happen and he, we have to move on? Because they, they clear. If you, I don't think, uh, honestly, Jay, I don't think they ever, it ever crossed their minds that Wentz would be bad. I think their goal, yeah. I think their, their thinking was Wentz is likely going to get hurt sometime in the next two years. Hurts will come in in relief, play well, drive up his value, and they'll trade him like the Pats did with, uh, with Garoppolo and get a second or a first never, round pick. But I think with backup quarterback is you never think your backup quarterback is good enough to just be a backup. You clearly think at some yeah. point he can be a starter because they gassed up Nick Sudfeld that he was a starting quarterback and someone in that building believed that. I don't know who was it. It was horrible to believe that. So again, you could be wrong, but you're back. People believe their backup is good enough to be their starter. And I are supposed think, to at the very least. Yeah. So I do believe that there's some faith in hurts, but to your point, this, this, this narrative that like, they just like, don't trust Carson. They, two years in a row. He missed, he got hurt. Yeah. Then, wait, let's they, go back even further. In 2017, they decided not to trade Foles, right? That was a narrative. They could have traded Foles after the Super Bowl. They decided not to. The year after, they decided not to franchise tag Foles. They let him walk in free agency. Then they Two straight Carson. years of committing to Carson Wentz after he didn't win that any. He had the one great season in 2017. No one could take that away from him. The Eagles don't win a Super Bowl if he's not there. But he doesn't play in the playoffs. He didn't win the Super Bowl. That was Nick Foles and Doug Peterson, right? The year after, Wentz is the reason they're about to miss the playoffs. He was horrible that year in 2018. I don't think people remember that. He get he gets down. He goes down with the back injury, the back injury, which wasn't really an injury. He had obviously had some sort of back soreness, back problems that year, but he was still active for the last couple games of the season. Meaning, if Nick IR. Foles, if Nick Foles had gotten hurt in the last few games of the season, Carson Wentz would have come back into the game with a quote unquote injury and played. So you make of that what you will. You know what that sounds like now? It sounds like when Jared Goff was. That's right. The broken thumb. The yeah. Seattle Seahawks game, but John Warford was a starter. That's yeah. exactly what it really sounds like. It's the like same now. thing. And and like, and like, okay, after that off season, you decided to pick Wentz over Foles and you and I both thought that was the right decision. We're not knocking the decision. They pick Wentz over Foles. Further proof of their evidence that they believe in Carson Wentz. They give him $128 million. They tell him they're going to draft his backup quarterback in the second round. So what happens? All of a sudden, he breaks they also, they down. Also, he, also he, they also continue to hire coaches he likes. That's right. Press Taylor. They, they promote Press Taylor to quarterback. promoting Press Taylor. His best they, friend on the team, who's now in Indianapolis with him. So And then, yeah. Yeah. Then so, so, right. So, Jalen Hurts happens. And, and, and they, and Wentz and his camp want you to believe that, like, this was the tipping point of years and years of the organization not treating him right and yada, yada, yada. And I have no idea where they get this from. The, this team has spent, years pandering to Carson Wentz. It's the reason this marriage broke in the first place. It's because he had control over the playbook. He had control over the coaches. Nobody could tame him. And that's not his fault. They gave him too much power. It's actually eerily similar to what happened with James Harden in Houston. Of course, to a lesser extent, Wentz wasn't holding up practices or the plane or anything crazy like that, but he had a lot of influence over the team. And there was a lot of reports anonymously and not anonymously, Malcolm Jenkins this year, who said that he wasn't held accountable and the team didn't feel he was as accountable as they were. And you could see that when he played awful through 13 weeks of the season and retained his starting job. So it kind of sounds like at some point the Eagles kind of put Wentz in that position because like there's natural leaders. Cause then like some people right. like, that's right. There's, they like, got rid of Malcolm Jenkins for that reason. Captain, they got rid of Malcolm Jenkins. Locker rooms have captains who wear the C, but then there's also people who are like natural leaders who don't wear who don't wear the captain's patch, but it's like, that's a leader. Like I, I can't think of anyone, about, but like I remember Pat McAfee talked about like one of the guys in the Colts who Eric Walden kind of an asshole, but he was a leader. He didn't wear a captain's patch, but he was a leader. I think they kind of put Carson in hand and say, hey, Carson, we want you to take a larger leadership role. And the other vocal leaders kind of took a step back for him to be in that role. I don't think he just naturally filled that role like you ideally want him to. And it seemed like when the going got tough, he wasn't the guy that you rallied around. Like when things went wrong, Foles saved them. 
it wasn't like, and Carson toward the end of last, like 2019, like, yeah, he did it. But you got one instance of that happening and it didn't happen again. They didn't rally this year at all. It seemed like when he crumpled, yeah. they, they, they could, he couldn't figure it out. And all the reports are that when yeah. things go bad, Carson isolates himself. And right. And just to make it clear, just to make it clear, we're not suggesting the Eagles don't hold blame in this situation. There's clearly, oh, a ton. clearly a huge organizational failure, but the organizational failure is twofold. It's one failing to cultivate a relationship with your quote unquote franchise quarterback. It's also misreading. And then, power. right. And that's the second one, which I think is key, which has been a trend for them over the last couple of years is that it completely misread his personality. Everybody, including me, Jay, Adam Kaplan, Jeff Mosher, Jeff McLean, whoever you want to say, could have told you that when the Eagles drafted Carson Wentz, I mean, excuse me, when the Eagles drafted Jalen Hurts in 2020, everybody knew that would mess with Carson Wentz's psyche, that would bring him down emotionally. It would be difficult for him to deal with that. Knowing that, I wouldn't have drafted Jalen Hurts, both because I thought it was a poor allocation of resources and I knew what impact it would have on the franchise quarterback. But that doesn't absolve the franchise quarterback for being that way. If you look across the street, not really across the street, a couple states across the street, the Green Bay Packers have what is actually a Hall of Fame franchise quarterback. The Eagles do not have that in Carson Wentz or did not have that in Carson Wentz. Aaron Rodgers, in a more egregious example, is old. The organization takes actually his replacement not like some quote-unquote replacement that people thought was going to be once his replacement actually Aaron Rodgers' replacement in Jordan Love in the first round in a year that they should be competing in a year that they lacked weapons the Packers took Aaron Rodgers' replacement the same draft the Eagles took Jalen Hurts and what happened Aaron Rodgers came out and said I'm not done and won the MVP so you're telling me Carson Wentz out here is a franchise guy. He's going to be elite. He's an elite quarterback, but he crumbles at the first sign of adversity when the team drafts somebody to be his backup, who he said was his backup, who they told here's him a, was his backup. That's not good one. enough. Here's and, another and, one. Yeah. Tom, so Tom Brady and, and Tom Jimmy Garoppolo. Brady, yeah. Honestly, Tom Brady and Jimmy Garoppolo were better friends than Carson and Jalen were. I don't but think Carson. Yeah. Yeah. But Bill Belichick is telling the organization. I want to move forward with right. Jimmy Garoppolo. Right. Brady knew that. <laughs> Brady then wins what? Three Super Bowls? He won us he went to the he won they went to the Super Bowl that year that the trade happened. They won the Super Bowl the next year and the the response that Brady and and this kind of where it is cuz like at 2017 we thought Rod Wentz could be in that upper echelon of quarterbacks like Rodgers, like Brady. Obviously, he's never he wouldn't like be them winning percentage-wise or whatnot. We're like, oh, okay, he could be in that range. He was in 17. But And then when you look at it now, it's like, well, he's not close to them mentally. He's not never even, going. Not even remotely. They yeah. are so different. Even him and Rivers are not close at all. Like Wentz on a mental capacity, and that's not like pushing, kicking a guy when he's down. Honestly, he got what he wanted, so he's not even down. But – he is not the guy we all thought he was. And the Eagles, he's not the guy the Eagles thought he was. Because when you look at him early on, it was like, oh, he's this kind of like golly gee, Doug Peterson guy. But words that people describe him now are like entitled, stubborn, right. and kind of an asshole. Right. And that's your franchise quarterback. And that's why, and people are tweeting these dumb things about his text messages with Julian Blackman and Indy. And I'm like, yeah, okay. He tweeted, he texted some guy. Yeah. By the way. Okay. Yeah. I'll get into that early. I'll get into that later. And it's, they misread it. They, this is not the guy who they thought he was. There's, there's plenty of blame on both sides. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. And I I think Carson, and I honestly, like, I, I, we all love to hate on Howie. I think Carson gets the most of it. I think oh, Doug. it's not even close, right? At the end of the day, the guy who plays poorly is the one who deserves the blame, right? Because Howie Roseman, Doug Peterson. Howie didn't throw picks. Jeff Lurie, yeah, that's right. None of these guys, Howie can, didn't at the end of the, the day, ball. at the end of the day, the players get the credit and the players get the blame. And this guy, had he played well, would have still been here. If he was average. He was, he, was, he was, he was, he was, he was, yeah, yeah, exactly. If like, by the way, and, 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 and back to harken back on the point of personality. I'll promise you right now, if the Eagles draft a quarterback at six overall, Jalen Hurts is walking into camp in August and saying, I'm going to go win that starting job because that's the type of guy he is. 
Carson Wentz, nowhere close to that type of guy. And so, and so when you have any kind of adversity and the guy basically bails on the franchise and the fans and like, look, I'm not going to tell anybody how to be a fan. You guys could root in the own way you want to. I understand a lot of people had emotional connections to Carson Wentz. Uh, I, I saw the video Giovanni posted. I mean, like, that's that's a perfect example. The guy had a personal, actual relationship with Carson Wentz. He met him in person. His family, Zach Ertz's family, was supportive of him. That's good. That's fine. That's all well and good. And and I applaud Carson Wentz and and the Ertz family for doing that. And I applaud Giovanni for having the connection. And I and you know I, I and if Giovanni wants to root for Carson Wentz in Indianapolis, he should. And credit to him. And and you know what? He should. But for me, the way I'm going to do this and handle this is going to be different because I don't have that personal relationship with Carson Wentz. And again, I'm not going to fault you if you do. But for me. I'm disappointed by him and I'm upset because this is a guy who came in here in 2016. He was going to be the savior of the franchise. And at the end of the day, he couldn't stick it through. He was not the guy he told us he was going to be. He couldn't make it through adversity. He wasn't listening to his coaches. And I'm honestly, I'm, I'm upset. I'm upset that he, whole, that he left us like this. Taste in your, at least he, he hasn't told anything to the media, to the fans. He hasn't spoken to me as a fan, as a supporter, since he got benched back in December. He's and out he, here texting he his got, teammates. He yeah. said, and then he gets benched. And a few weeks, and I remember, I remember it, I, we talked about it. I hated every goddamn time he spoke after a game because it was the same horse and po- pony show. I got to be better, yeah. Where he says, I got to be better. I got to watch the film. I know what I got to do. And then after Dallas, his worst game, Dallas was awful. They somehow won. If he does, if they don't win that game, oh, my God, he's torn to shreds. He says, I'm not changing the way I play. He told you he is not going to change. That isn't just saying I'm not going to be not aggressive. That's not what he meant. It meant I'm not yeah. changing the way I play football. And that's everything you should know about Carson Wentz. And Look, this yeah. leaves a horrible taste in our mouths. Horrible, horrible. I said it today. How do you come away from this? And not think he quit. <laughs> like I mean, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not even sold on the quit framework. I'm just like, this is a guy that is not. He's texting his teammates in Indianapolis. He's flying in Indianapolis. He's already in Indy. He, he's already in Indy. He's 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 calling his teammates in Indy. Uh, but he hasn't Matthew said Stafford. Nothing to Matthew us. Stafford at this point had donated like a million dollars to the Detroit public. Uh, schools or whatever he did. I honestly don't know where he donated, but he donated a ton of money. His wife put a lengthy thank you on Instagram. James Harden put took out an, a, a newspaper ad for Houston. When Jared our star, Goff, Jared, Jared Goff. Goff, when our star leaves our city, radio silence. And the only time we hear from him is through Indianapolis and through his teammates in Indianapolis. That leaves an even worse taste in your mouth. Come on, like, come on. These guys, people buying his jerseys, going to his games, cheering for him, supporting him, being there behind his back when he went down, when he gets injured. You still have his back. The fans still have his back. Never really getting booed in Philadelphia. They have his back and all of a sudden he disappears. Radio silence, nothing, nothing. Five, five will always love you. But 11 doesn't care. He does not care. That's right. That's a great, you know what? Great line. Five will always <laughs> love you. And, and 11, he's not because even, he's gone. He it's doesn't it. It's even it. care. And you look, look. And, and by the way, and, and people were giving me hate in my, in my DMs for posting something about Wentz not saying a thank you. Look, this is to me, again, like I mentioned, if you want to root for Carson Wentz, power to you. I'm not going to tell you not to. That's your own decision. If you have a personal connection with him, you should do it. For me, I'm not going to root for the guy because I don't feel a connection to him anymore. It's it's not there for me anymore. I lost it. Uh, the, the whole way this unfolded, it just doesn't leave me wanting to root for him. And and look, I, I'm not going to tell you how to root. I'm, you shouldn't tell me how to root. I'm going to root for him to play 75% of the snaps that's and for the Colts is, to be right? bad next year because I'm an Eagles fan. And that's, you know, that's in my best interest. And I don't have a relationship like, with him anymore. And, I had and, no, like, like, there's no, I had no beef with Sam Bradford. But no. I wanted that team to suck. I wanted yeah, them to be no, awesome. exactly. And it's yeah. the same thing with Indy. I want Carson Look. to stay healthy, play 75% of snaps, and yep. suck. And, and, That's not yeah. because I hate him. It's because yeah. I want the best for the Look. team. He he's doesn't want to wear our colors. He doesn't want to wear our colors. Like he, he said yesterday. We, are, we, as the fans, are condemned to this team. We can't go anywhere. We root for the laundry, right? That's the, the famous saying. We root for the laundry. Wentz decided he's not going to be tied to the team and you know what he doesn't have to be i don't blame him for requesting a trade he wanted out he wanted out but the way it was handled and the way it went down makes me not really connected to him anymore and you know what that's how i feel and and ultimately it, that's how i'm going to feel and 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 i'm a little upset i'm a little pissed off i'm i'm you know i'm i'm 
he could have been he could have been the guy here. We risked a lot to go up to get him. He gave us a lot of highs, a lot of lows, and ultimately it wasn't good enough. And so, you know, thank you, Carson Wentz, for everything you've done, but but good riddance. The time was up, and, and now I'm looking forward to the next chapter of Eagles football. And and you know, there's not much else I can say about it. It was time. He wanted to leave, so we let him go. And and that's it. And that's it. um I, I don't know. We, we probably have some other notes to talk about, but it just like, I, again, I'm not going to knock you if you're emotional, if you want to root for him, if you're upset with Howie Roseman, well, all, Jay, Max, I, Donovan, we were all on the Howie Ro- We were all skewering Howie Roseman in, in week five, since the beginning of the off season, we've been calling for this guy's job forever. Right. We, we told to you, up for weeks. We, we, we told you Howie is the main culprit for all of the problems in Philadelphia. So don't come at us saying Howie Roseman's the problem. We know. But that does not absolve Wentz of the blame. And he wasn't good enough here. And so that's it. That's it. The chapter's over. The story is done. It's time to move forward. You don't have to feel good about it. But that's really all we have as fans is to look forward and say, okay, what do we have moving forward? And I'll tell you what we have. We got the sixth overall pick. And and Jay, we can answer. I, I forgot to do a listener mailbag. There's going to do – we'll do another one soon when we get Max and Donovan back Eagles, on the podcast. Eagles screwed our, Eagles screwed our schedule because we decided God, to wait these, two weeks. These guys, the, yeah, really screwing us over. Um. The 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 cup we want to do a couple notes on the sixth overall pick before we go and and unless you have any other thoughts about the Wentz trade I don't think I do I think we hit everything we wanted to hit anything you I think we're you, done I, I mean they got they got good compensation I'm glad it's over and Carson the last thing to say about Carson Wentz's Eagles career is that we're never going to talk about what actually happened we're always going to talk about what if what if this happened what if this happened but to me like. Maybe it's cynical, but like Carson might just end up being that guy in my brain who got shoved under Nick Foles' shadow and then didn't want to be here anymore. Like I don't have like there are players on this team right now who want to be here, and and the same thing. And Carson's the one if he's putting out this BS about not liking Howie. That's crap. You're, Come on, man. That's such people, crap. Not everyone's going to like the GM. That's crap, man. Some, play, some player, like Orlando Scandrick's not going to like there's him. There's a huge, I guarantee you. I guarantee you Jason Peters loves Howie Roseman. Huge. By the way, huge, gigantic difference between Carson Wentz's relationship with Howie Roseman and Deshaun Watson with the Texans organization. Deshaun Watson has a right to say he doesn't like the general manager and the ownership there because he went to ownership and he said, please interview Eric Bieniemy for the head coaching and job. Robert Sala. Please, yeah, please take into my consideration X, Y, and Z. And they flat out ignored him. This is not the same as Carson Wentz coming there and being a little perturbed because they didn't communicate well enough about the backup quarterback that they drafted in the 2020 draft at age 28 when he has 128 million dollars sitting in the bank for him. So he's never going to play on that extension. That is insane. <sighs> if he, like if when he signed that, if I said to you. He's not going to play a snap on that new deal. I think you would have been like, you're lying. You're lying. You're crazy. He's never going to play a snap on that new deal. And if I said in 20, after 2017, even after the knee injury, hey, he's never, he's going to play nine snaps in the playoffs for the Eagles and then leave. Nobody saw this coming. The Eagles couldn't have done anything. No matter what, no matter if they fired Howie, he was done. He was mentally checked out of the city. He didn't want to be here. And that's who he's going to end up being is a guy who didn't want to be here. And there's BS about, oh, he doesn't like Howie. Well, there's a bunch of players who probably are okay with Howie. You're not going to always going to like the GM saying that you don't want – and he probably – and honestly, it seems like something to stir up the fan base against Howie because, oh, the fan base doesn't like Howie's draft that's a By the way, that's Carson a savvy like move from his agency. That. Savvy move from his agency. You just throw Howie under oh, the bus. Oh, great move. Great move from the agency. Makes total sense. And, and I know Howie and, and Roseman is going to leak a, a, a Noah's Ark flood of leagues against Carson – because Howie is petty. Howie, Howie yes, he should. You know what? Who Howie cares? doesn't care. Howie does Bend not it. care about what the optics think. Fan base wise, he does not care. But he is going to say things because Carson probably came for him. And if Howie and players are not like long term players are not going to go request a trade because of Howie. You know, like Brandon Graham was not going to be like, yeah, I don't want to be here anymore because of Howie Roseman. And Fletcher Cox is going to say that or. You know, Jason Kelsey or Lane Johnson, they're not going to say that because it's not logical. 
like Russell Wilson wants out because the team keeps screwing him. And and there's yeah, again, he was there for for he was drafted in 2012, 4 years before Wentz. And just now we're hearing rumblings of the team not being good enough and him saying I want to have more influence, not saying I want out. I want more influence over decision making. So look, I we've exhausted this topic as much as we can. I'm angry. I'm I'm a little bit angry at the Eagles organization, but honestly, I've come to terms with where they are right now. There's nothing we can do about it, but I am still angry at Carson Wentz for all this. The Eagles failed Carson Wentz without a doubt, and, and Carson, Carson Wentz, Wentz failed the Eagles. Eagles. And and there's no question about that. I don't know how you can argue with that when the guy is the worst starting quarterback in 2020. So that's all we can really say about it. The Eagles got maximum value now, with the sixth overall pick. Now we've talked about. Yeah, we'll do this. Brief, I, I'm we'll do this take, briefly, Jay. Tell you this right here, right now. I, I've I've talked about the quarterback stuff. Okay, people, teams aren't deciding what they're doing in February. I'm going to tell and, you that for okay. a fact. That does not exist. That doesn't happen. Max wanted us to note, he just sent a message. Max wanted us to know that this recent report by Matt, Matt Miller, Miller and his new exclusive pay-for-play site uh, said that there's a lot of buzz between Trey Lance and the Eagles. Come on, guys. This is – you can't – It's February? It's you first to talk about this stuff. The Eagles have I – don't, I don't even think the Eagles have any idea what they're going to be doing at number six overall. Never mind have buzz around a specific prospect. Look, at the end of the day, Jay's right, and Max wanted to make the same point. We don't know what they're going to do, and nobody knows what they're going to do because they don't know what they're going to do. What the Eagles are going to do, they will look at the quarterbacks. They That's right. They will evaluate the quarterbacks. 100%. And, and this, stupid, this stupid quote – I'm, okay, Les Bowen is an elite reporter. He's been great. I think he's he's co- he's covered the Eagles more than I've been alive. But here's the thing: who cares what a team source on another team says about Jalen yeah, Hurts? That guy the, could be anybody. Their, pre, <laughs> their pre-draft grade. All that matters with Hurts is what the Eagles grade him right now. That's all that matters. And there's so much more to playing quarterback, as we know now, than just what you produce on the field, because. I think a lot of the people on this team have bought in to Jalen. And I think more people, I think more people would be upset if they took a quarterback at six and spited Jalen than they would have been when they took Hertz and with Wentz on the roster. I think Hertz actually gets the players because he's younger. I think he's more relatable. I think he's more of a natural leader. I mean, he's an incredible leader. I think. And the thing with him is that he's not going to go say, yeah, I don't really like that. He's going to say, okay. That's Bring on I'll the see, challenge. I'll see Bring you on the August. challenge. I'll see you in August. Bring on the challenge. Yeah. And that's why I don't, that's why I think I think they respect the hell out of him for that mindset, which I I think he's gonna get the chance. Unless Trevor Lawrence smokes weed like the Remy Tunso and falls on, on live television, they're not taking a quarterback because here's one. I think they're gonna love Justin. I think they're gonna like the quarterbacks. I think they're gonna really love Zach Wilson. I think two like what Will Lawrence is going one and probably Wilson's going two, no matter what happens. Cause if the jets get Watson, the, the Texans are taking a quarterback. Yep. And then Miami is in a pristine spot to trade down. Atlanta's going to look at a quarterback with their aging Matt Ryan. Four quarterbacks could go at before the Eagles are even on the board. It's like, why are we talking about a quarterback now? Right now the Eagles are focused more on, free agency and how to get under this cap space and what they're going to do with Zach Ertz and what they're going to do with, with, you know, like Darius Slay and is Jason Kelsey going to retire? Are we going to, who are we going to be able to sign? Can we re-sign this guy? They're not talking about the sixth pick at quarterbacks right now. That's not a February conversation. Will they probably talk about it in March? Absolutely. Will they talk about it in April? Absolutely. Draft season is every, all the time but I don't think they're looking at quarterbacks and I don't think they're taking another North Dakota state quarterback. And one of the things that the Eagles really value is games played. Like they kind of have that same, like Bill Polian, like you have to play like 36 game, probably not to that extent, but Trey Lance has played like 11 games. (laughs) Like, I don't think they've, they kind of have that stance where you have to pull, you play like you need a bigger sample size of games in college. Because I think if you're debating Hertz, and Lance, you're probably taking all the practice you saw, all the games you saw, all the college tape you saw, and then you're putting it against them. Well, if you look at it, Trey Lance played like 11 games. Zach Wilson has one good year. And Justin Fields is literally Jalen Hurts with a bigger arm. The chances, I just don't understand it. 
I don't think they're taking a quarterback because I think they like the quarterback they have. Because if you had no faith in Jalen Hurts as a starting quarterback, you're not benching Carson Wentz at all. Like you're not benching Wentz or you're, or you're, or you're putting out every, when Doug talked, when Howie talked, when Lori talked, when Ciarini, when Ciarini talked, you are committing to Carson Wentz. The right same way there. that Miami dealt with Tua and, and Fitzpatrick. The first question that David Culley answered with Houston is that, or Nick Cesario, is we are keeping Deshaun Watson. The Eagles literally never said that. Jeffrey Lloyd had some nice narrative-pushing things to say about Carson, how he wants to win in Philadelphia. None of, nobody, two head coaches, a GM and an owner, never committed to Carson Wentz. What, they, if they had just had no faith in Jalen, this, that doesn't happen. They're doing more to keep him. And I don't, and we could say, well, we know the things Connor Miles has tweeted out, and I, I think he's got actually got some good things. I've heard some good things. He, with, um, his mindset is that the Eagles are ready to roll with Hurts, and that Howie is higher on Hurts than anyone. And this, oh, the stupid anonymous source from the team is like, oh, we had a fourth round grade on Hurts. Well, the Eagles took him in the second round, so they clearly had a higher grade on him than you. So what does that matter? That's stupid. Right. I I would say, and let me know it if I'm off base it, here, Jay. And, but but given how good we've been at predicting things and, and reading the situation over the last couple of months, you can totally tell me if I'm reading this wrong. But my 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 way of reading this, and I think I think all of us would agree, the Eagles sitting here right now are going to do a lot, a lot, a lot of work on Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, Mac Jones, Trey Lance. They're going to look at all four of these guys. Not as much Lawrence because he's not really an option. Kyle look at all four of these guys. Probably Kyle Trask too. Yeah, and they're going to say. What do we think of these players? If they come to the conclusion that one of them is a blue chip surefire prospect, they will make calls and they will say, how do we get to number two to draft Zach Wilson? Who I think is the guy that they would zero in on if they do like somebody. If they don't think any of these quarterbacks are that good, they won't take any of them. And it's as simple as that. They're not going to take somebody at six That's just it. to take somebody at six. It's That's very, it. it's not complicated. People are freaking out. What do they take a quarterback? What do they take? Well, we know what happens if they take a quarterback. It's because they think the guy is going to be the next Patrick Mahomes. is going to be the next Deshaun Watson. And if they think that, then you have to just trust their evaluation for now until we see the guy on the field. Because if you said to me, I could have Deshaun Watson at six overall this year, I would tell you, Obviously, I'm taking that because you have that guy under control for yeah. 15 years, 15 years. You're not going to wait till next year to draft maybe Mitch Trubisky again. You have a surefire blue chip quarterback prospect. I don't care who's on your roster unless it's Patrick Mahomes, unless it's unless it's Brady Rogers, whatever it is, Peyton Manning in his prime. You go get that player because that guy's going to be surefire. You, you do it's it. Simple. Right. So the Eagles will take but you're their not time. Taking, but you're not taking that kid just to take no. him. Yeah, no, no, no. The Eagles will take their time. They will evaluate who is out there. And if they fall in love with somebody, they will be aggressive in fielding calls and seeing if they can go get them. They're not going to overpay. And that's why I think Hertz is actually the perfect person to have in this situation because in 16, this was their mistake. Nobody ever talks about this because it worked out. They won a Super Bowl. But in 16, they went into the draft and they said, Howie Roseman and Jeffrey Lurie said, we need to get a quarterback. Carson Wentz just posted a photo. Let's see what this is about. Oh, it's Carson Wentz post. Good, good, uh, good podcasting right here. Finally, as we were ripping him for not posting anything, for not saying anything to the fan base. Here we go. I've got poor Wi-Fi in my room. Come on, this is a hell of a time not to get connection. Jay, you seeing it? Oh, it's it is. It is a long. It's a long it the, thank uh... you to the city of Philadelphia. There you go. What a journey oh, more than anything. Oh, wait, wait, hey, hey, hey! It's I'm just what? scrolling through here. Thank you, Mr. Lurry says, thank you, Mr. Lurry, Howie Roseman, and the Eagles front office, Coach Peterson, and all my other coaches. So Howie Roseman gets a shout-out in the uh, Carson Post. Hmm. Okay. Well, this is going to render some of the criticism we have of Wentz uh, irrelevant. I still think it was valid at the time. I'm not going to take it back, obviously. Finally, he puts out a statement. Oh, I said it already, and he said... I mean, like, look, at the end of the day, we still, the first thing we heard from him was through the Colts, whatever. Anyway, my point is the Eagles will look at these quarterbacks in the draft they will evaluate them. And if they like one of them enough, they will go up and get him. The, the train I thought that was on before Carson Wentz interrupted was in 16. Lurie and Howie went into the draft and said, we need a quarterback. We need to get a franchise quarterback. 
and they went and they did it, regardless of how good they thought the guy could be, right? This year, they're not forcing their hand as much. They're going to be patient. If somebody they like is there, they will be aggressive in going and getting him. If not, they're not going to do it. And I think Bo Wolf made a good point on behind the birds. I mean, excuse me, birds with friends today, uh, which is that if the Eagles stay at number six, the odds are they're not taking taking a quarterback because if they like somebody enough to take them, they'll be aggressive and go get them and probably trade the Indianapolis pick. They would probably trade the Indianapolis pick to do it. Um, So, you know, I, I, we'll see what happens. We don't know yet. We have to see what they think of all these players. And like Jay said, there's a whole free agency period to do before then. So, you know, keep your eyes and ears open, keep following us. We'll tell you what's going on. We've, we've been all over these situations. I think Jay, correct me if I'm wrong. I think, by the end of this, we're going to have a very good sense of where the Eagles are leaning. I think we'll be able to tell you pretty definitively what they're going to do in the draft. I don't want to toot our own too much because, you know, we got to make a name for ourselves out here in this big, bad media world. But we've been on top of all this. We're going to continue to be on top of all this. You can trust behind the birds. That's my last thought. Jay, anything else you'd like to say? Yeah, I'm, I'm, people are kind of running with this Adam Schefter thing where he, it says the, the Eagles won't hit. It says the Eagles are like the Eagles are leaning toward. Jalen Hurts being the starter, but they will add competition because they are all not automatically giving him the job. Well, what does that mean? I don't know who read that and thought, well, they're taking a quarterback at six. I don't know where you got to, like, where you read that and quarterback at six popped in your head. To me, this sounds like, hey, we're bringing in, like, Chase Daniel, and he's going to compete and probably lose and be the backup. This sounds like, hey, we're signing Tyrod Taylor, and he's going to back up Jalen Hurts, and they're going to have a competition. But Jalen Hurts is going to take – 99% of the first team reps and then we're going to name him the starter before like the fourth preseason game. It's to me that doesn't sound like, Hey, they're going to look at a quarterback at six Adam Schefter before he was like, they're going to evaluate the market. If Deshaun Watson and Russell Wilson become available, you'd be dumb to think how he is going to call and say, Hey, Seattle, what's the price? Hey, Houston, what's the price? And you just see, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't mean you're, you're, in this quarterback market, you're just doing your due diligence on elite players. Like how it calls on every elite player. That's why every player, like every trade, like every time someone asks for a trade, the Eagles are on the list because you know how he's going to call. Like, that's it. Like the Eagles, I doubt the Eagles even had any interest in Jamal Adams, but he was on their list because it's Howie and he makes calls. But I think, and if I had to pick week one against whoever they play, I think Jalen's the starter. I, I'd be stunned if they took a quarterback. It just doesn't fit where we're going. I mean, it kind of does, but it just doesn't fit what's happened over the last 12 months or less than. Okay. And uh, that's pretty much the last, the last we've had to say. Um, again, I want to reiterate who's the, the point I made earlier. Later, who's, who's the starter week one? Who's your starter Jalen week Hurts. one? Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. Who's the pick Uh-oh. six overall? Uh... I don't know how the draft is going to shake out yet, but my guess is that they move down. That's my bet. I feel like that's a safe one. Yeah, I feel like that's Justin, why, that's Justin that's Fields. That's why you also pump out. That's why. I feel like Justin Fields or Trey Lance. Yeah, yeah. Justin Fields and Trey Lance. Can you say, hey, Denver, hey, Carolina? Yeah, I mean, the other thing is that because the Eagles are – Good point, Jay. I mean, if you're out there saying we're interested in a quarterback at six, somebody's going to have to jump you to get their quarterback if they want one, and then that pushes more non-quarterbacks down the board if you're interested. So I think what ends up happening is Trey Lance is available at six. The Eagles trade down with Carolina, somebody else, Denver, whoever it is, grab an extra second-round pick, an extra fourth, whatever it is. We we posed that question. So if you trade down, let's let's say, well, I don't think in this scenario, Lawrence Wilson chase uh fields and sewell are going to the top five would you risk i know we really we don't we've kind of had our opinion on them but if detroit was like yeah we're gonna take Devonte smith would you trade down and just not take smith but get yeah, a pick from i would Carolina? i would be okay with taking waddle and or is is pitts gone you said pitts was gone no i did pitts is a bit so if so yes, then you get waddle or pitts yeah at six carolina's yeah at six carolina's offering you to trade down detroit probably takes smith and you can get Pitts or Waddle at eight plus yeah, the picks. Yeah, hundred percent. No brainer. No brainer. No brainer. My brain, my brain. I'm pretty much not out, but leaning away from Devontae Smith. Yeah, we're gonna have to go through that, Jay. I think, I think you, Matt, you, Max, and I are on the same page, folks. We don't want to drop too many hot takes on you in this podcast, but uh, you know, Kyle Pitts better than Devonta Smith. Jamar Chase way better than Devonta Smith, and uh, 
The hot one is. I don't is, think uh, Devontae Smith is even in there. J- Jalen Waddle better than Devonta Smith. Jalen Waddle maybe better than Devonta Smith. I don't know. The Eagles. We don't want to teach too much. Just know the Eagles love analytics and. Yeah. Just know the Eagles love analytics and anal- and analytics hate Devonte Smith and Jalen Waddle. I mean, for good reason because they're Patrick very Sertain. small receivers. Yeah, Sertain is a good player. So that's my last. Don't thought. win. I will reiterate what I said earlier, which That's is that I'm not gonna I'm not gonna tell you how to be a fan. If you want to root for Carson Wentz, you should do it. Shout out to all of you who had a connection to him. I'm sorry that it took that it ended the way it did. Shout out to Giovanni, good Eagles fan, good guy. We wish him the best. Shout out to family, Zach Ertz's family, whoever it is. Look, sad day in Philadelphia sports, but the future is bright. I'm not gonna tell you what to do. Would appreciate you telling me not what not to do. I'm gonna root for 75% of the snaps in the terrible Colts team. That maximizes value. Nothing else I can really That's say. It. That's what we're most- That's my last thought. Jay, anything else? That's it, right? We don't have anything else to Welcome. say. Welcome That's to it. the offseason. All we care about right now, all we care about, over the offseason. Extracting value out of Zach Ertz. upon us because Carson Wentz is gone. That's right. Sean Jackson got cut, but we knew that already. Yeah. It's, oh, oh, oh. How little, my, that, matters. How little, how little that matters now. Yeah. My very last thing is that uh, Malik Jackson and Alshon Jeffrey have already been cut. Uh, they're going to be cut with a June 1st designation. People are confused by this. They are, like, they're, they're gone. They're not going to get a tweet that says Adam Schefter tweet that the Eagles have cut Alshon Jeffrey. They have designated these two guys as June one. They're going to be cut with a June one designation. Take deep breaths. It's all going to be okay. Be like, We're going to get a very Eagles interesting. They'll say we've cut. Yeah. Eagles are going to say we announced that we cut these two guys with a June 1st designation. And all that means is that the Eagles get half the cap relief this year and half the cap relief next year. And, you know, that's what happens when you have bad contracts on the roster. Anyway, that's it. Thank you all for listening. Remember, boys. Please, please leave us five stars. Boys, Kyle Pitts is elite. Kyle Pitts, Jalen Waddle, Jamar Chase. Ratings. I'm going to laugh so hard if they take Trey Lance. Uh, we will go through all these God scenarios. <laughs> we will go through all God these scenarios. Nick Sierrani doesn't have to deal in future. Have to deal with a quarterback controversy. Good for Brian Johnson. Good for Jalen Hurts. Long live Jalen Hurts and uh, Brian peace. Johnson. Brian Johnson and the Johnson Hurts uh, group chat definitely pretty fire. Popping right off. <laughs> the memes all definitely right, fire. Thank you. Bye bye. Peace, boys.